0: No woman, no cry. No woman, no cry. Ee, little darling, don't shed no tears. No. got a new intro i see all right ladies and gentlemen boys and girls children of all ages torres comics in collaboration with fourth wall production proudly brings to you the four tales podcast i am your host kyron silva from torres comics across the way is the purple playwright of ace blade danny j quick and together we are your two award-winning blurred comic creators here to help you find your next favorite comic we are live on facebook twitter twitch youtube and host of the program so if you are listening or watching us live Thank you for your support, but don't forget to like, subscribe, share, and review our podcast cuz all your positive reviews and interactions help us reach a bigger audience. Yeah, we did have a I to? had to. I had to, man.
1: Had to, what? man. Uh that that like that Black Panther trailer was absolutely great. Like I I don't know if you if this was the first thing you want to talk about, but um I watched the trailer. I had um, I had I was trying to keep my expectations low for this film, right? Because they said they weren't recasting T'Challa. They, you know, we didn't know, you know, there was a lot of speculation about if Namor was going to be in it, if it was going to be, you know, uh, Wakanda versus uh, Atlantis and all of this stuff. And, you know, there was, we just didn't know what was going to happen. Then the trailer dropped and I'm like, it looks so good. It to does. me. It
0: does.
1: And um, I don't know if you saw we we talked about it on the um, top five live podcast. We we ba- we barely got to our lists this week because um Javon has Javon as always is the is the uh <laughs> argumentative one in the group who you know is like I understand if people don't want to see it because the child is not in it, and to me, that train of thought doesn't make sense to me if you are a comic book lover especially a black comic book lover that train of thought doesn't make sense to me and um you know we we were kind of going back and forth about this and and should they recast T'Challa and um what what do you I don't think we've talked about it I don't think we've talked about this recast T'Challa thing so what, what are your thoughts on that
0: um you know, I do want to talk about it, but I do want to get through one other thing first. because um, you brought up top five live. You guys recently just celebrated your fiftieth episode, so congratulations to you guys to staying together after arguing for 50 <laughs> episodes. Uh congratulations on that. Um, I also want to not to get off too much on a tangent because I do want to go back to to Wakanda Forever. But I do want to actually thank you, Danny, for a recommendation you gave me. Um it wasn't directly to me, but you, you posted on social media, God, I think it was earlier this week, about uh, They've Got to Have Us, the Netflix series. Um, this basically just chronicles the experience that black and Latino, some Latino actors and actresses have have gone through over the past century. And I, I remember hearing about it first, like a couple years ago or last year. And it was added to my Netflix queue, and uh, I was like, "I'm gonna come back and watch it." And then when you reminded me that it's leaving, I was like, "Okay, I gotta go watch it." Man, I binge that, and it's only three hours, but I binge that like in a in a day easily. So, thank you for that. All yeah. right, um, going back was to a solid too. F- like
1: it was. A- oh, go ahead. No, it was it was it was I like I remembered like you said I remembered seeing it was on Netflix and I just never got around to watching it, but. For some reason, I was on the you know how they have the what's leaving Netflix lists, Um and that was on there. And I was like, oh, God, I forgot to watch it. And I just you know after after um after I left here one day, just put it on, and I was like, man, this is amazing. Like the the stuff that was that was chronicled in there was was really good. Um, I think it's gonna be off Netflix on August the fourth or something like that. So yeah, there's sure. still uh, still a little time
0: to see it. Yeah. So if you have a a few hours um between now and august 4th go watch it um it has a bunch of hollywood a-list and uh what's his name uh jesse smollett was on there too or jossie smollett uh he was on there so we can forget about him lucy smollett yeah um but it was actor but we can we can (laughs) overlook his part of it and, and uh just enjoy everything else that was about it. It was really good. Uh, all right, so I just want to say thank you for that recommendation. But uh, going back to Wakanda, Fredder and I agree um, the the movie the movie looks beautiful. It's fantastic. I'm excited to see it. And as far as recasting, I'm on the fence on that. I really am. I, I like the idea of. Them expanding this to just it's not just Black Panther. This is now about the entire group of people that surround who Black Panther were. We're now looking at everybody's view, hopefully, of what life was like without him. And I like that idea of hey, let's let's see what life was like without T'Challa. Yeah, I can't talk this morning, (laughs) T'Challa. It's seven a.m. Where you are, you have an excuse. Uh, Yeah, thank you. and I like that idea that we're now seeing probably mostly through the eyes of his mom what life was like without him. But I do feel like eventually they're going to need to bring back T'Challa in some form. Um, and maybe it is recasting him, maybe it is I don't know. But I feel like the, as a community, we do need another black role model superhero. Um, as a male male figure, I'm sorry, a male black superhero, one that isn't just from the standard. He came from a gang or from the streets or something like that. We and no, that's no shade of Luke Cage. I love the Luke Cage series that when it was on Netflix, but I think Black Panther was so good because it was so different than anything else we saw before. So we need that 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 change from what we're used to when it comes to black male superheroes, and if they want to put Shuri in there. Uh, Nakia, you know whoever they want to put in there for like a, a movie or two, I'm fine with that. But I feel like eventually, especially with you know all the multiverses available, we have to somehow we have to somehow bring T'Challa back. Um, Falcon does count. I, Bex is in the chat saying fa- Falcon does not count. Falcon does count. But but the idea of T'Challa being an African and not just your standard generic you know. What's up, DJ? Yeah. <laughs> Not just your standard. He's a he's in the jungle type thing. I, I think we needed that character, that type of character.
1: I, uh, I agree. I agree. And um I think that the impact of T'Challa as Black Panther is apparent in the movie. Like I think the I think that the fact that they can even do this movie without T'Challa is a testament to what everything that you're saying, right? The, the, mm-hmm. the intent, if you watch the first black Panther movie, now this is outside of the comics outside of anything that predates, you know, MCU, all right, if you, his introduction in civil war, um, in game, infinity war, all that stuff. Okay. Um, and then the black Panther movie, the entire premise of the movie was expanding the, um, expanding Wakanda so that these characters feel real, right? Yeah. You see and you see a Foyer, and you understand um, even Wakabi's um, you see the different perspectives in the community of Wakanda on how to lead and how that affected T'Challa's decision going forth, right? So now that there's a second movie and that, they did it, they did the first movie so well that we all are, we all want T'Challa, of course, but because they did so good of a job with the first movie that we can say, okay, I can see how Queen Ramonda might take up, like, I want to see how Queen Ramonda might want to take up the mantle. I can see how Okoye might, you know, even though she's not in the royal bloodline, she might be the one to fight for Wakanda. I can see it. It could be Shuri reluctantly taking on the mantle of Black Panther. It could be Mbaku who had opposing views but still had pride in his in his country. It could be it could be a number of people from the movie, and that's a testament to what the first movie did. So I'm just hoping that whatever they do with Wakanda Forever. Um has a ripple effect, and you know we already know Okoye's getting a getting a um a, a a show. We've seen the Dora Milaje pop up in Falcon and the Winter Soldier, and um I think that's a testament to the impact that that movie had beyond just T'Challa. So, um,
0: and that's we, I we, do we agree with. You. Wait, wait, wait. Bex, I do agree with your statement. I, I did love Black Panther because of the strong Black women, also. And that's actually reflected on the poll that we did in the Facebook group for Fortales podcast, where I posted, Who do you think the next Black Panther is going to be? Shuri just outraced everybody. Then it was followed by uh, Nakia. Um, so I do agree that Black Panther had a plethora of women that could hold on to that mantle. Um I'll hold but, it. You voted for who? Oh, yeah. okay. you know okay.
2: I, is who I voted
0: for. All right, so if anybody's listening to the podcast, that is the most epic one, Michael Watson from Freestyle Comics. Um, I I, w- I left out one person off that list that, that I thought nobody thought of that could possibly be the uh, Black Panther, and that was the Winter Soldier. <laughs> I said bring the White Wolf back bring back the white wolf <laughs> he's already accepted in the community <laughs> he has superpowers <laughs> he doesn't need the perfect art bring back bring the white wolf we um, have all- Bucky Panther come on man hey, right. he did, can't be not if he can't be kept <laughs> if he can't be kept he can't be kept because we
1: got a Captain America yeah, but hey the white wolf
0: hey you know alright anyways most epic win Mike Watson for Freestyle Comics what's going on brother
2: what's up man how y'all doing
0: doing all right Uh, i saw you you, uh you're at a convention this weekend right yes sir Uh uh-oh uh chuck said you're taking this too far by doing your interview in your car while driving that is illegal and dangerous so please don't drive in podcasts
2: (laughs) hey i'm not driving in podcast i'm parking in podcasting
0: okay uh facebook user tells me to turn in my black card. uh Okay. It's,
2: it's been, sure. we, wow. We, we turned it in a while back. After his <laughs> is that Robert is that Robert Smothers? I don't
1: know.
0: Probably. I don't know who I hate this Facebook user thing. I don't know why it does that, but Ryan
2: I don't know why that. it does that either. What so, up, Ryan? All
0: right, so Michael, what's going on, man?
2: It's been what two uh not weeks much since time we talked to you. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> We're down in Montgomery, Alabama, uh for urban nerd time, having a, a great time. Uh had a good showing yesterday, some decent traffic, uh ton of cool people, nice event. Uh Lashawn, COVID is letting us uh crash at our house this weekend. We had the we had the party at our house last night. It was going crazy.
1: I saw y'all freestyling. I saw I saw y'all freestyling uh at the at LaShawn's house. That was that was dope, man. I didn't you know I didn't get an invite, you know. I didn't even know the show was happening until like a week ago. But you know, it's all good. <laughs> Next time, I guess we'll see. I, I thought you knew about the show. No, nah, I, I couldn't make it. Now you did. You did uh, hit me in the inbox about going a couple of months ago, but I couldn't make it. We um, I'm actually. Oh, okay. kind of uh, I'm. I'm gonna see Victor uh, Dangers. He's at GalaxyCon. So I'll. Uh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Right. How come I'm the only one not getting invites to anything?
1: Because you're on. The west coast, you are literally thousands of miles away from us.
0: All right, whatever. Y'all, y'all suck, man. I'm gonna oh, do some shit. of these east coast cons eventually. I, I really am. I'm gonna make my way to the east coast, hit all of y'all up. I'm gonna see y'all in person, get some depths and loves, but I, I feel the be. unlove from you guys not not inviting me to nothing.
2: I wouldn't say I wouldn't say unlove, I would say respect because you are in California, and I tell you right now. If, uh, this drive down here was supposed to be 10 hours. It ended up being 14. I'm too old <laughs> for this shit. <laughs> <Ooh>. <laughs> I don't right, know what's wrong with the traffic down south, but we ran the three car accidents, and it added 45 minutes plus each time that there was oh, an accident.
0: Oh, God. Is that horrible. all the people coming down to to the, the convention
2: just trying to see you? To be. I, I, I try... I, I tried to paint that pretty picture, but that wasn't the truth. Okay. I'm All sorry, right. brother.
1: If it's, I told my wife, if it's more than six hours away, either I'm not going or somebody else is gonna have to pay for me to fly. Uh, <laughs> i you. I, I like you, I'm too
2: old for this stuff. Um, well my, I got I got go ahead, go ahead, I got lucky. I got lucky. I got uh, some friends that helped drive down here to help me out a lot. Uh Tessa Dakota and Adam. We took turns driving. Um, and they've been going to a lot of the shows with me. Okay. that's, awesome. that's
0: awesome. Well, since we were talking about Wakanda Forever, Michael, what are your thoughts on the trailer, everything that's going on, things like
2: that? Uh, Wakanda Forever is probably the best trailer that I've seen in the last two or three years. It is emotionally riveting, gorgeous, a beautiful message. And the, the, the song literally talked to me in my head. Uh, I am, I am a believer that I want to tell a recast. I'm not against Sherry being the black Panther. I just don't think we've had enough time with Shuri to evolve into the warrior that the black Panther is. I mean, I know you can write that. I know you can write that and make that happen, but I would, me personally, I would like a couple more installments, especially in the MCU. Cause that's what they do to show some feats, to show her growth, to become this black Panther um, I think T'Challa still has a lot of ton, a ton more stories to tell, but I saw that trailer and Disney told me shut the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> shut up. So Stop what you saying though,
0: <laughs> All right, but what you're saying though is we saw we saw Shuri in Black Panther, we saw Shuri in Infinity War, and Endgame. So you're saying all that plus like a 30 second montage of her fighting and training is not enough for you? All
2: right. No, because all she did was this. Choo-choo.
0: <laughs> Y'all know how I feel about the montages.
1: If you can put together a good montage, you can do a lot with a good montage. Seriously. <laughs> All
2: right. She, she's, still, she's still the science person. She's still she's still the support science person. So mm-hmm. she needs I mean, and you can do a whole movie that gives her feats and then she takes the mantle at the end of it. But that move for me, that movie probably has to be two and a half or three hours. Because I wanted to, I wanted to mean
0: something. Yeah. Okay. Um, well, I'm still going with the idea that it's Nakia that turns into the Black Panther, just from the fact that the first thing you see in that trailer is Nakia just standing there alone, and the last thing you see is the Black Panther alone. I'm just going off of mm. that logic that she's going to become the Black. Um,
2: Panther. All right. All right. I can rock with that. I can rock with that. Like I said, Disney told me shut up, so uh, yeah. I'm gonna shut up. They're gonna get shut my money. Up. I'm. I'm. I'm there to go see it uh, you know I voiced my opinion on it and you know obviously the 26 billion dollar franchise may know a little bit more than I do um, about putting the movie together
0: all right all right the well, other thing I want to bring up that was big in our community was the drop of the milestone generations documentary yesterday did you both mm-hmm. of you guys watch it I think you watched it Danny right did I did watch it. All right. Michael's I have not
2: contest. watched it yet. Uh, uh, I actually
1: right. reactivated my uh, I reactivated my HBO uh my my uh, sorry, HBO account just so I can
0: watch it. Okay. Uh, who's that in the background, Mike?
2: Uh my wife, uh all my kids, Tessa, Dakota, Adam, um we're having somebody drive us to the show. Tell them we said hi. Oh.
1: Yeah. It must, be nice. it must be nice. Must be nice having somebody drive you around, bro.
0: Since we're talking about Milestone, is Dakota named after the, the city of Dakota from the universe of Milestone? or
2: Dakota, what? are you named after the city of Dakota in the Milestone universe? No. Sadly, he is not. I'm named after a Cherokee bird. A I'm named after a Cherokee. He's um, named after a Cherokee. Bird. bird. Oh,
0: okay.
2: That's better. That's better. Okay.
0: That's All, right. Right. That's better. All right. All right. Well then Danny, what are your thoughts on Milestone since you watched it? Um, I just thought it was a, a very inspirational
1: story. They um they talked about how they did not ask anybody for permission to do the things that they I mean of course you of course they asked for permission, but they weren't waiting for permission to do the things that they wanted to do. And I thought it was very inspirational. Of course, I've always been a fan of uh, Dwayne McDuffie, and um, I was introduced to to Dwayne McDuffie's work through the Justice League Unlimited s- series and been 10. And then, um, you know, um, I've told the story many times. I didn't read comics growing up. I watched every cartoon that was available, though. Um, but then when I did get into comics, I started collecting Milestone books um, because it was so inspirational, and the, and the books are just so good. So um, to be able to see uh Dennis Cowan who we've been able to interact with online. Um he's very active in the community looking for creators. Um Reggie Reggie Hudlin, you know, I follow him on Facebook and seeing all the things that he does. Um just seeing all of the stories and and how you know it it worked out, then it didn't work out and now they're they're trying to do something new. And then you know we saw our guy uh Greg Burnham in the um he had a, a brief cameo a, a very brief double cameo in there, and then um there is a, a, a milestone initiative with the last name Quick. So I feel like I'm I'm part of the family. I'm cool with it.
0: Hmm. I mean, I grew up not a big fan of milestone. I mean, definitely I watched Static Shock like everybody else, but in my area, Sacramento, it was me and like one other black dude that were into comics. It felt like so. Anytime we went to conventions. It was just me and this one dude like we 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 uh searched out each other at the time yeah. for every convention, like, "Hey whats up, man? Um, so when I went to comic stores or whatnot, milestone wasn't really available for me. it just mm-hmm. wasn't on the racks. I don't know if that was a racial thing or not, like they were like, Hey, there's no black people, so why buy these?" Uh, but it wasn't really until I got out of high school that I could <laughs> go back and even find milestone books anywhere, so being able to see their their struggles with the idea that nobody wanted these books and nobody was willing to read a black comic book that was like that hit me because I, I felt that as a reader. I was like I don't see black characters outside of Storm and Bishop from X-Men back in the 90s. We had Spawn but they didn't reference him being black a lot. Um he was mostly in his costume. We had uh, Chapel from Youngblood and Honestly, he was the worst stereotype for me as, as a black character. He was this gun-toting womanizer. I'm like, I don't want to deal with that. Um, well. So the idea of this whole universe that I didn't have access to when I became older, I was like, damn it, I missed out on this. I missed out on, on what felt like a a era that I just couldn't find because of where I was. And I, you know, I'm, I'm glad I was able to go back now and see it and read it and I get all the books that come out now, but I feel like I missed out on something big. I
2: definitely missed out on it.
0: Okay. With all the
1: hurdles, they talk about all the hurdles that they face at every level, um, you know, from from just from first being able to color, you know, darker dark skinned people and had develop a whole new thing for that. Then it was the, the marketer's they didn't believe that black people could sell comics. So they weren't, you know, they didn't want to show the characters on the covers and then from the retailers, not putting up the posters, even though they had the best artists and, you know, people promoting it. And, you know, it was, it was so many hurdles that were in their way and to, to to have the success that they did have um, through all of that is, is just amazing to see. So um, I was going to ask, I was going to ask Mike, like as a, as a comic book, as a publisher yourself, um, what do you see, you know, how be, what do you see your story reflected in that milestone journey? Like, does that inspire you in any way or is it a cautionary tale for you or, or what do you take from it? Just just from, I know you haven't seen the documentary, but just from the, the history of what milestone went through in your general outlook.
2: Um, well, it's a bit of both. Uh when I was little, I'm not going to lie, I was ignorant. So uh I didn't I didn't jump on the milestone bus. I didn't I didn't see those characters as cool looking heroes or anything like that. I was, you know, brainwashed by the mainstream and what I thought was was supposed to be dope. Uh so I passed up on them. Um but now looking back, you know, I wish I would have jumped into it and jumped on those books as well because those characters are pretty damn cool. Um I like right. Thank you. I to, and looking at it now, I feel like I'm in some way doing what Milestones has been doing. Um, I may not be just focusing on people of color, but I'm focused on all people in our books. Cause I feel like everybody should have the opportunity and chance to be epic, but I'm also trying, I guess I thought those characters looked corny when I was a kid and I'm trying to make sure that our characters don't look like that. I don't want people to like, when you put our books next to them, they're, they're turned off and they think of our books as the indie book or oh, that's just for the black kids book or anything like that. I want our books to be on par and on the level. So trying very hard to put the the right production level into them and crafting stories that have character um, more so than anything.
0: Well, let's talk about the books that you are making right now. You do have a Kickstarter out right now, uh, Emerald Quest 1 through 3. Um, Mm -hmm. Give us a brief rundown as far as what that is, what it's about. Anybody that isn't uh, familiar with it.
2: Well, Emerald Quest is our first fantasy story. Uh, we got the first three chapters of it done, so we're going all three of them on this Kickstarter right now. Uh, it stars uh, a large cast of characters, uh, mainly characters focused on females, uh, the main character being Marky. She is the youngest general in the Queen's Army. She's 15 years old, and she is basically a military savant. Uh, she has mastered all types of weapons, Forms of fighting. She's a master strategist and tactician. Uh, no one kind of knows where she came from. She kind of came out of nowhere, and uh, the queen ended up adopting her as her uh, adopt as a daughter. Uh, but outside of Markey, there's this larger world that has been shattered uh, by an emerald that was at the center of the planet. Uh, thousands and thousands. Of, uh, the planet was a war torn state, full of hate and anger, and the emerald is an entity, so it felt all that and got overwhelmed and shattered the world. So now the world is about 17 floating land masses uh, with their own atmosphere and each world, each continent has its own magical atmosphere. So uh, there's a world of darkness, there's a world of rain, like just different effects to each one of these continents and the Emerald Shards are scattered across all 17 continents Uh, and the legend and lore in the, um, in the world is that if you collect and gather all the emeralds and put them together, a child of light will be formed from that emerald and that child will reshape and reform the world in whatever vision that you seek. And so several kingdoms believe this, several other kingdoms don't, uh, but there is a chase going on to gather these emeralds and Marky is at the center of it because her, her queen, her mother, has sent her on this mission to start gathering these.
1: I like marky I like the um you know how I feel about Emerald Quest. I think it's um it it's it's one of the uh freestyle properties that I think could have the most root into different areas, like into video games, mm-hmm. into um board games and merchandising and just the, the epic fantasy of it all. Um I kinda get that that I know you're a big Lord of the Rings fan. Um so that's the kind Absolutely. of vibe. That that's the kind of vibe that I get from it. And I, I, I'm, 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 I'm kind of mad that this Kickstarter didn't get funded on day one. Like I'm, I'm <laughs> and I'm like, I'm about to, I'm about to go beg my TikTok fans fan, uh, family to, to, to back this one. So, um, I need these books, man. I need these books.
2: Well, I, I definitely appreciate that. I'm, I'm in the same boat too. Um, uh, I thought we put together a really good campaign. Um, we had our uh, interns help help come up with the theme of it being D and D. Um, they really kilted on the graphics and the, like The kids really had fun uh putting them together. And when I looked at Danny, I was like, Man, this is like this is literally the best campaign we have like visually put together and um with the gifts and everything. And then uh I did b I did bite your collar some uh, Danny J quick. We went and found some of them shoes. Uh where they're making those shoes and uh we had to get some money for us too. Uh so
0: See the problem was you didn't have my artwork on the shoes like Danny does. You should That's have had me I mean. draw something, put on the shoe. Called. You been you've been all right, man. Um, but, see, I'm still, I'm still, I'm still learning. I'm still learning.
1: <laughs> I think, man, I don't, I don't know what it is about crowdfunding, man. It, it, it's always up and down. It's always like mm-hmm. um, put you can put so much effort into it, and it just you know, and it just doesn't quite hit the right people. You know, and 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 for me and you yeah. especially, like I, I think because we, you know, we target so many different types of audiences, um, with the things that we do. Because I've done short films on Kickstarter, I've done uh, novels, I've done. Uh, I'm just thinking about doing a Kickstarter for the escape room. Like our our built-in audience, it doesn't doesn't necessarily necessarily translate to the other things that we try to do. So because you're doing comic books, and this is more geared towards fantasy you know D type um stuff your your algorithm doesn't quite reach that kind of stuff so the analytics behind it are kind of holding holding the thoughts that i've had are that the analytics can kind of hold me back when i try to do something new and uh and that's that's super frustrating because you can like you said it's a beautiful campaign like the page is amazing and, and you're almost funded so don't get me wrong like there's still time to get it done um but it, to, in my yeah. opinion it should have been done weeks ago it should have been funded weeks ago
2: yeah um you're you're absolutely right about crowdfunding and analytics and and hitting on social media um all of our other campaigns hit like within a week at the most so this is definitely a different type of a uh, struggle for us uh you know i've been talking to Lori Veronica danny um and just trying to figure out what we can do to switch up gears to uh get more attention on it and uh, uh i believe we're gonna hit at the bottom of the ninth a home run and get it in there in the last last hours of the campaign and and make it happen uh but it's it's definitely been a different type of beast uh trying to work this campaign for sure when well,
0: I mean, people still have time there is 36 hours left on the campaign and you're like, like Danny said, you are close to hitting your goal. Um, I'm pretty sure Danny has like a thousand dollars somewhere lying around that he could just drop on it, just you know, for the love. Oh of
2: yeah, it. absolutely.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, we're, we're, we'll keep our fingers crossed that uh, that that will get funded as quickly as possible. I don't know, what and Danny's I appreciate talking. that. Danny said something, but his volume was. His audio went out or something.
1: I wasn't saying anything important. Don't worry about it. Oh, You'll okay. <laughs> see All
0: right. Well, outside of Emerald's Quest, what else are you working on, Mike, that you can talk about?
2: Uh, we're working on a side project that actually Danny J. Quick uh, wrote the story for. <clears throat> um, it's about youth that end up going to to jail um, uh, before they're the age of 18, and Um, the struggles they face there and how there are opportunities for them to get out of that. Uh, Fish is drawing it. uh, Veronica Smith's coloring it. Officially drawing it. Veronica Smith coloring it. uh, Lori Foster on the inks. um, Danny Cooper on edits. uh, Danny Dick writing it. And uh, me just creative directing it right now. Um, That's going to be out here soon, and we're going to release that title underneath the FSK banner. Um, I am in the midst of drawing Hotshot 12 right now um and that's a that's a no spoiler alert but that's the one where i get to challenge old ghosts in my real life uh so it's gonna be a very emotional issue if you've been reading hot shot 10 and 11 you know what i'm talking about (laughs) you know what it's leading up to um Mm -hmm. that's kind of that's kind of like the thing that i like about comics is that i get to experiment with stuff that you know, it, it's therapy. It's therapy uh, for me. Um, and this has been a very therapeutic journey, journey for uh, this issue. Uh, We're working on uh, the next issue of Five Star. Uh, we just got the script approved for that a couple weeks ago, and Fish is diving into that. Uh, next issue of Green Zone is going to be moving on after that. Uh, <clears throat> that's, that's what we got in the pot right now, uh, what's cooking.
0: Now, you also got, I mean, I don't know if maybe you, you can bring this up, but I've noticed the name change of your, your platforms to Aegis of Geekdom. Uh, yeah. Can we talk about that, what that is?
2: Yeah. Uh, so it's an experiment. Uh, uh, Tessa, who has worked with me a lot on the podcast, she's actually been managing it and handling it on my Twitch channel, uh, got the idea that uh, we're all, uh, you know, Doing these podcasts, in 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 the same circles, the same audience. So why don't we put it all on on one channel? Uh, We're, you know, we're each doing it one day a week, and we're hitting a lot of the same people. But we're not. The theory is, is that we're not able to consistently build our audiences. Uh, to watch the shows because we're not streaming consistently every single day at certain times, that our channels aren't being lit up every single day. Uh, So, you know, we reached out to you guys. We reached out to Moana Nui. We reached out to Top 5 Live. uh, We reached out to Unlike the Hero Studios. And uh, we basically have a show right now for every day of the week uh, at set times. And we, we are going under the assumption that as long as we do our show each day, uh, we'll light it up, we'll hit that algorithm, and we'll start getting people to view our shows or start to tune in or catch people that we didn't even know if we're all on one channel. Um, and then using that to increase the audiences of our shows, but also we're going to brand it. We're going to show commercials for our comic books, um, for our for our events and things that were in there um, and just making it one big podcast network.
0: So it sort of sounds like this is like the Avengers Initiative. Where there was an idea, and you know, <laughs> Danny knows it, yeah, <laughs> to yeah. bring a group of you know remarkable people to see if we could come, become something more.
2: We're the Avengers. Absolutely. Is, okay, that is go. exactly what I'm telling you. <laughs> All right. I, I love it. <laughs> Damn so, it. The <laughs> network name needs to change again. <clears laughs> <throat> All, right. All
0: right. So two questions then. Do we have a day to win All this is going to go down and can i be the hulk just because i have anger issues
2: you you can absolutely be be the hulk uh the launch date has not been picked yet we're still working out the finding uh details of it or whatnot with everybody uh tessa wants to go in and work on everybody's twitch channels so we can get those emotes and activities and stuff that everybody likes on twitch um, so, but we have been doing a slow release and announcing that it is happening. Um, this week, I'm going to start announcing what shows are officially, um, under that network channel. And we're looking for more for different times of days and stuff like that. So we're looking for morning shows. We're looking for afternoon shows and stuff. Uh, so we, we want this to be a whole big thing. Nice. All right. All right. I love
0: it. I love
1: it. Um, we're not going to keep you too cool on then, Mike. I know you got a show to go to. And uh, you just did quick takes a, a couple last time we were on the show. You did quick takes. Uh, I don't have any quick takes for you, for you this time. Um, is there anything else you want to talk about before we before we get out of here?
2: Uh, uh, well, you know, this convention is actually a pretty good show, man. This is this is a, a lot of fun. And uh, I didn't realize how many people were actually going to be here that I knew. So uh, mm-hmm. definitely check out the Urban Nerd Con. Uh, It's got a good start. You know, it'll be something for you guys to check out for next year and things like that. Uh, As far as our Kickstarter goes, any help will be appreciated on that. Like I said, we got 36 hours left on that bad boy. Even if it's just you spamming the share button, that helps. Uh, You know, let's reach out to as many people as we possibly can. Um, I want to, you know, thank everybody that has supported uh, the campaign right now and um, that has shared it, that has pledged. A big shout-out to Paul Henson. Um, He put put a – He was he was cussing people out in my chat saying back this campaign and Andrew Duncan was was digging in for everything that he can to help us get there. So uh, these these stories are are really good stories, man. The expansion of Emerald Quest and where we're going with it is uh, I I know everybody talks about their property like this, but it's going to be unique. Um, I will definitely tell you uh, the end of the series you will not see coming. Um, you the way that it's connected to the freestyle comics universe is, is something that you will not see at all, and uh, you 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 have to see it. And the only way we're gonna see it is uh, getting these Kickstarter funded. All
0: right. Now, I do have one more question before we let you go. And this was actually something mm-hmm. that been it's been on my mind for a minute, and it, it it fits the theme of what we started talking about originally, which was they're gonna have us um, Black Panther and basically representation in media for people of color. Practically African-Americans. But we always talk about how we're we're not there yet. We don't see enough of what we want to see in media. How will we know when we are there? Like, how will we know that we're at that point where there's enough representation of us as people of color, as strong black men? Um, how will we know there is somebody just gonna be like, hey, everybody, we're there. That's it. We're good. Or is this going to be something where we'll just stop talking about it? And if it is somebody that says, "Hey, we're there," who is it? <laughs> Go ahead, Danny. Uh, I don't
2: think it's somebody. Is, I don't think. I don't think it's going to be anybody that says here is there. I think it's going to be a matter of how we critique our products. Um, it's going to be a matter of when we have as when we have just about as much trash as we have good stuff. Uh, I remember somebody saying, I can't remember what podcast it was. Uh, we should have the opportunity to have shitty movies too. All right. There are a ton of crappy movies and TV shows, and we should have those opportunities as well to have as many as everybody else, but um, also have that good quality content um, as well. And, you know, I know people like recently, people were talking about the black Panther being on the rolling stones. Number one list for a hundred, uh, hundred top comics. And the, the on TikTok, the arguments that are happening over this, and so I and, you know, and everyone leaning towards, it's political. Um, black Panther got put up there because it was political. And, and then, but then I also say then, why isn't that a good reason? I, I saw Black Panther, but I also saw what Black Panther did to our country. There are little white kids running around in Black Panther costumes, wanting to be a Black man. Wanting to be a dark-skinned black man who was positively put on the screen as a king, not a thug, not a drug dealer, not a murderer, not a rapist, but a man with morals, a man with conviction, a man with leadership, a man with intelligence, a man who respected women, a man who had a good relationship with his ex-girlfriend a strong relationship within his family mm-hmm. with his father and his mother and he cared about his sister and he cared about his people. Why the fuck is that not a good comic book movie? Mm-hmm. And I agree. Politics are not. Politics or not. You could say, you know, it's because there were so many black people in here and, you know, all that stuff, but I think a good movie is a movie that pulls people together and Black Panther pulled people together. So when we have more Black Panthers, uh, when we have more crappy movies, it's just going to be a thing that you'll see as things were, are reviewed that you'll see they'll start to be balanced.
0: Danny?
1: I mean, the man is right. I mean, he said it all. I think it's um, just, just like Mike said, if, if we, can, <laughs> we can have things that are universally loved and, and things that are, you know, kinda niche, you know. And I think I think we're getting close to that because we, we have things like Black Panther. Then we got stuff like Notes that just came out, which, you know, I thought was pretty good, but some people didn't think it was good, you know. And then we got, you know, Tyler Perry's got his own studio full of stuff, you know, the stuff that's coming out. And um, you know, some of it's good and some of it ain't. And and that's perfectly fine. So um like I said, man, we just gotta keep cooking. And um, if you need somebody to be the one to to say we've made it, I'll, I'll say it. Um, when we, when we, <laughs> uh, but that don't mean that it, that don't mean that it'll be true. I can just be saying something from my perspective. And um, you know, I think we just gotta keep helping each other and building. And um, and we'll be just fine, bro. I
0: love it. I love those answers. I love those answers. All right, Mike. Well, since you're on your way to the convention, uh, where can we find your work? I I know we we want to talk about the Kickstarter. Where can we find all this great stuff?
2: Kickstarter is at fskgo.com. You can find all of our comic book work at fsknow.com. I'm Most Epic Art on all social media, and our new network channel is Agents of the Geekdom on Twitch and YouTube for right now.
0: For right now, we're going to change that name, though, right?
2: (laughs) Yeah, going. It's uh, It's about to be Avengers real quick.
0: (laughs) All right, Danny, what about you? Where can everybody check you out?
1: If you're looking for me, the best place to go is our website, www.touriswallpro.com. Or if you want to check out our social media, it's at the 8th What about you, Darren? Where
0: can people find you? You can find me at touristcomics.com. I'm also on... Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok at Taurus Comments. And TikTok, your your stuff is broke, dude. I don't see anybody's stuff. I don't see Danny's stuff. I don't see Mike's stuff. I don't see Morgan's stuff. I don't see Victor Dandridge's stuff. Your stuff is broke. Go fix yourself. That's all I'm going to say. But uh, join us next week. We're going to have uh, Fred McKinney, um, writer of Scrap on the show. Um, <coughs> We'll have some fun too. But until next time, sayonara, goodbye, and please take care of yourselves.
1: Music provided by my brother Quicks made it. Find him online in YouTube, Instagram, and SoundCloud. I wanna know what it is Quicks trying to say. We'll be right back. back.